Good morning and welcome to episode 59 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Across the table from me, my dear, dear friend, sitting in gun-waving New Haven. It's episode 58, by the way. No, I looked. <laughs> I just looked. Oh, fuck. You're right. All right. Well, welcome to episode 58 of the Sunday Conversation. Wow, I'm dumb. I just looked. But whatever. So, on we presented roll. by Loyalty Liquors, hosted by the boys. We got some stuff to talk about. We, we left the cliffhanger at last week's episode. Aaron and I are going to be multimillionaires. Or drowned in litigation for the rest of our lives. Hey, hard telling not knowing, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, teased the, uh, we teased the episode last week. And it's pretty comical because I guess it just would make sense for us to just chirp, 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 chirp chirp and then find out that we also don't have any power over our own name <laughs> so why don't you fill us in Eight um well it, it's it's all very funny because of more because of the timing than anything um you know not we, we've said it multiple times and you know, we're not a sports podcast and we don't pretend to be, but you know, whatever it was three weeks ago, we start talking about the NFL and its treatment of their players and you know, how bad the NFL has been compared to modern day slavery. You know, we went on and on about how bad the NFL is. So fast forward about a week, I'm listening to, uh, to a, a competitive podcast, a hockey podcast, um, who shall remain nameless, no free ads. And uh, they have on a guest who's talking about an Instagram segment he does called Sunday Conversation. Sunday spell S-U-N-D-A-E. Now, it's possible if you follow both the, uh, the Sunday Conversation page and the company that puts this uh, Instagram content out, you very well may have seen me commenting on their post on Sunday saying cease and desist, cease and desist, we can't afford a lawyer, can you guys please just stop? Obviously joking, um, but it, you know, it was good little, it was getting us traction. We were getting Instagram followers and, and getting, you know, likes and comments on, on uh, the comment. So, you know, I just kept doing it every week. Well, rewind or fast forward, I guess I should say to, uh, I'm listening to this hockey podcast and they have the guy on who does the Sunday conversation and they ask him about it. And he says that, the reason why it's Sunday conversation S U N D A E is because the national football league owns the trademark to Sunday conversation spelt the way we spell it. So uh, the timing could not be more coincidental. Ben and I shoot our mouths off, go at, you know, the largest sports organization in the world, sports league in the world, and uh, and they all <laughs> trademark to our podcast. So, uh, yeah, no. Uh, so so, you know, will Ben and I ever own the Sunday conversation trademark? Hard to say. Hard to say at this point, but it's it could gonna happen. Be, it's going to be a, a chunk of change to, to buy that. Yeah, some would say. Now, I have to say, I did try and use the um, 
uh, I forget which government agency handles it, but there is a trademark and patent database that you can pull up. Yeah, because there's a lapse. Right. Like, so we could we could potentially scoop that scoop it right up and and just take over the world hypothetically. Right. So I I think I did it properly. I it's a it's kind of a confusing little database, but um and I could not find any any combination of Sunday and conversation that was trademarked. Now that being said, the company that hosts the podcast that I was listening to, you know, probably has about a hundred lawyers on staff and you know, so it would make sense that they would know. Uh, but in, in typical entrepreneurial fashion, Ben uh, Ben instantly was like, well, we have all the IP. We have the Instagram. We have the Twitter. We have the YouTube. We have, do we have a Facebook page? Well, we tried, but you, you can only set up a page. Like you can't, you know, like if you try to set it up as like, Like you either have to set it up as like a business and it just okay. is like a, like a page, you know what I mean? Right. So that's not, right. I mean, I'm... yeah. So we don't, okay. So we don't have a Facebook page, but we have all the IP. And so Ben's like, dude, what if we just fucking sell it to him? <laughs> like we'll sell it. We'll become the Monday conversation or the Tuesday conversation or whatever, or whatever. Day. Yeah. Whatever day. Um, the latter day conversation. Oh, the latter day. I actually kind of like that. We just change all of our shit and like, I'll have to get us new coffee mugs made up if we uh, if we decide to change to the latter day. Well, we know who we can go to. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, Shout out Katie. Katie White. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, we uh, we don't own our trademark. Uh, but hey, it's all good because our legal team's on it and everything is gonna work out fine. So um, <laughs> we keep it moving. Our legal team is us googling shit <laughs> to see what legal recourse we have. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron and Sasha sitting at, at, at and do place. a half hour worth of research and be like, yeah, I think I got it figured out. What could go wrong? Um, yeah, I, and by the way, just as a, as like kind of a follow-up <clears throat> and I know I mentioned this last week, but yeah, things are starting to get really bad for Deshaun Watson. Nike pulled his sponsorship beats by Dre pulled his sponsorship. Like text messages are coming out that make them not hey. look so great. Hey, listen, we're not often wrong, but sometimes we're wrong. Okay. We've made predictions on here that are hundred percent correct. That's true. We've all, so is that our first, is that our first wrong call? Um, it's our first probably like thing we were really wrong. on. We've been wrong on other stuff, but not like really wrong. And so oh. we were real, listen, we're really wrong, but you know what the difference is between us and everybody else? We can admit it. We, we can admit own it. it when we're wrong. Yeah begrudgingly because this is all recorded and if anybody wanted to like shove it down our throats and be like hey you guys are idiots and so we own it and we get out in front of it and now you know there won't be a tmz article about the sunday conversation guys you know being staunch supporters of sexual assault by uh millionaire athletes so suck on that tmz yeah fucking face the facts <laughs> um but so that's but, uh that's the that's our nfl saga benny um, that's our that's our legality so saga it's good. We haven't had a we haven't had a legal saga in a little bit, so it's good. <laughs> I think you know since my last eBay uh, court win. Uh, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, actually, 
You're, well, I guess you're in a pandemic. Well, no, I'm not. FedEx, FedEx basically told me to shove it up my ass. Nike gave my money back for the shipping. FedEx told me to shove it up my ass for the rest of it. So I spent 85 bucks. I got 15 or 16 of it back. So I'm out $69. Nice. Fuck. <laughs> it's my well, own fault, Ben. It's my own yep. fault. People forget on episode whatever I did say, send stuff to, 50. Your, to your dad's house. 58 episodes ago. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Uh, but so anyways, uh, what's uh, what's up with you, man? What did you do this week? Fill us in on uh, on the Jackson um, sagas. Dude, Jackson saga, fucking gangster week for me. I um, Last week I was on a little ski tour. I don't know if I said, did I, did I say I was going on a year trip this week? I don't think week? so. I mean, I think you told me okay. Oh, privately. Okay. That's, right. that's right. So last week I was on a ski tour just ripping up the snow king with with two friends and uh we get to the top or whatever and actually no we're at the bottom just whatever (laughs) irrelevant and and the kids like obviously whatever if that was like my my test or whatever like hiking up the mountain and down or or, and skiing down but he was just like hey do you want to go on a yurt trip with us we're we're missing a, a person next next wednesday to friday so I was like, you know, it, it piqued my interest and I, I didn't really know, you know, what a yurt trip was. So I, I started right. getting some details, but uh, so I committed and we left um, Wednesday morning, drove over the pass to, to Idaho and uh, <clears throat> went up this like, I guess just random road into the backside of the Tetons. And we parked the cars and then we had our big ass backpacks on. So there was six of us. We each had about probably like 50 to 75 pounds on our packs. And we put our, our skins on and we fucking hiked 2000 vert up over three and a half miles. Took, took us about four hours. And uh, so we got to the yurt, dude. It was like on top. It's called the Baldy Knoll Yurt. And it was on top of this fucking knoll overlooking, you know, it was probably up about, I'd say like 8,800 feet elevation. So like you're looking at like, you know, just 10,000 foot mountains all around. And then you're in this little fucking badass. It's like an eight person like <clears throat> round yurt with a wood stove in it. So we just packed in all our camping or our, our, like it's all set up. So like you rent it, you rent the yurt from this Teton mountaineering guides or whatever. And it's all like set up. There's like, you know, a little outhouse. Does it look like this? Exactly. hundred percent. So <clears throat> basically it's just a fucking party. So you, we skinned up there and it was beautiful on Wednesday, like afternoon, like fucking not a cloud in the sky, yep. great temperature. Obviously there's like feet of snow all around, but there's this deck. So we're just chilling on the deck, you know, hanging out, doing what you do, you know? And uh, so then Thursday woke up and we went, climbed up to this, the mountain, this mountain, it's called. 1044 it's just it's the name is the elevation so 10,044 
So we skinned up to the top of 1044 and the fucking snow was God awful, fucking terrible, oh, like no. a sheet of ice. So just kind of whatever, just worked back down that mountain and went back to the yurt and fucking just got after it again. <laughs> and then um, <clears throat> la- um, Thursday night, it was like, you know, it was a little cloudy on Thursday, but we're, we're hanging out. Sun was popping out now and again. And then the Avi report said there was supposed to be two to four inches. So like within four hours, there's like six inches of snow. It was nuts. It, like this huge storm came in. And uh, so in a way it was like this weird, like, you know, like eerie feeling like, dude, we're in the fucking shit. It's like a whiteout outside where, you know, five, you know, between three and like five miles back in the woods, pending which road you would take. <clears throat> so if it's like, were to have to come find you. Yeah. Or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Not that they would have to, we had, we had food and firewood and stuff, but you know, we obviously like, you know, it's all part of it. It was just, it was just like neat to like wake up to, so then there was like seven fresh inches of snow, but one of the girls on the trip broke her binding. So then get this though. She also won a world cup in skiing. So um, not a bad skier, <clears throat> but uh, she was on the U S ski team for 10 years. So we basically, we split up again. And then three of us kind of just made sure, cause we had to get back to the cars with all the shit, you know, on our backs so if she had to ski out on one ski, that would have been pretty gnarly. But obviously, if there's anyone that could have done it, yeah, right, than her. So, but yeah, dude, got back to the car, all groovy, fucking. It was it was awesome, dude. It was fucking awesome. So, check that off your your trip in the books. Fucking your trips, man. I mean, this this kid, you know, anybody who's who's been listening to this show is like. This is just who Ben has become, man. It's just your your evolution as a person. You're just a yurtin' yurtin' motherfucker now. I did say when I was in there, I was like, "This is pretty much all I need. This is this is it. Give me a yurt and uh, shit, dude." But you talk about getting getting a group of the fellas. You know what I mean? Together at a yurt, obviously, probably wouldn't be good because we'd burn that fucker down. But um, you know, it, it's yeah. it's pretty neat to be fucking way out, way out in the shit. Just like, dude, you're camping, but I mean, not really, I, like you know, it's 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 nice. It's not. It's camping. like it's like clamping, kind of. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I don't think we would burn it down, Ben. We, you know, listen. You know, you and I have uh, done in a Dutton Wall between the beach and like Nantucket and shit. You know, we've been some places together in Maine, like. You know, I think our friend group has a pretty, uh, like, makes a conscious effort to not destroy things that aren't ours. Um, does it happen? Sean? Sometimes. Yeah, fucking stole it. My God. Fucking first night in Nantucket, pukes all over the bathroom, bedroom floor, and then whatever. That's a, that's a, that's not even a story for this podcast. That's just a shame him every time you see him type of thing. Um but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we try to do a good, pretty good job of not letting things get too, too bad. So 
I don't think we would burn a yurt I, down. Yeah, yeah, true. It would also be difficult. I did, I did try to light a tree on fire, but it, <laughs> it was a little too wet. I dragged like this big ass pine tree out in the open to Typical. see light her up, but Typical. Hey, you couldn't. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me one bit. And that's, uh, I've been, I've spent enough time with you in the woods seeing you do shit like that to be like, yeah, that just, that makes sense. I'm drag this whole guilty, pine tree over guilty here. Guilty as charged on, on the stories, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, besides that, I think, uh, you know, the mountain closes here tomorrow. So <sighs> wheels will probably be turning soon. Still waiting on that bicycle. Um, so, so you're, 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 wait, what do you mean? The one you, you, well, you bought another one, right? Well, I bought a bike, but I, I only put half down on it. Oh. It wasn't in like, you can't get bikes right now. Right. So I just tried to like, so like, get, I don't know what, what if it doesn't come for, you know what I mean? For to get, did they give you an month. ETA? Nope. Oh boy. Yeah. Tough. I can't believe the global supply chain is still such a fucking disaster. Dude, it's so crazy. I read an article. The Specialized is a massive, massive U.S. bike brand. Sure, yeah. One of the biggest in, in the country. And their CEO just released this statement that that their the supply chain is a year and a half behind Oof. because of the last summer's influx right. of bicycle buyers. Right, right. Yeah, I mean it's it's but it's it's spanning it's spanning all industries. I mean, you know, I think I may have talked about this at some point, but Vufclico, our number one dollar, my company's number one dollar item every year. It's like twenty percent of our annual sales. You know, we I don't even know how many cases we sell a year, you know, ten thousand maybe. Connecticut's the seventh largest Vufclico market in the country, which isn't surprising when you consider Fairfield counties here, but um, our number one dollar item annually. And so far this year, we've gotten 150 cases, which is nothing like one sales rep could sell that in Wait, a month. down from 7,000 or would you say we've, 7, so if you figure oh. we probably do somewhere around like between seven and 10,000 cases a year. So far this year, we've only received 150 cases. Like, obviously we could sell more than that, but we haven't gotten any product. And so we've had about 3000 cases on order from France for uh was it? it's april now so for the last two and a half months and it, it just every time it's supposed to show up it gets pushed back even further now they're saying the beginning of may we'll have it we have three thousand cases coming so like it, it's and it's dude it's every single fucking account i walk into first thing out of their mouth you got any v you got any clico you got a clico where's my clico how come i can't get any clico it's every fucking time and it's to the point where I just don't even care anymore. I'm like, dude, fuck off, man. Like, like I wonder, there's just nothing I can do about it. Loyalty, we didn't sell a ton of um, Clico, if that's what you call it, Clico. Yeah, I mean, um, Vuv Clico. Vuv That means uh, widow in uh, in French, um, because the woman who ran the Clico Vuv Clico Ponsaldon. Uh, was uh she was actually a really badass woman but anyways um yeah man i mean it's the number one champagne in the world but you know it's it's spotty i mean did you guys sell a lot of like bubbles that's the thing more we like prosecco and shit? so even our our reps like during 
even during like New Year's, we didn't we didn't really like load up on champagne. Mm. It was like I don't know, it just wasn't a. I think I think people more look for like the cheap shit maybe around New Year's, just sure. just or whatever, just pop a bottle and and, but like we didn't really. It's a whiskey store, so. Yeah, and which you know, like, listen, I mean, I forget the fucking statistic. It's something like, it's something like sixty-five to seventy percent of people who buy wine are women. So if you're a whiskey store, you're drawing in men, and then you know, and men are, you know, most men are not going out of their way to buy a bottle of champagne, especially since you guys have cultivated like a big whiskey following. And, and not to mention one one of our old reps from um, shit, I forget. But he he left and now he's working. Trev hired him full time to to start a wine club. So like oh has, nice. Like I think he has almost fifty five members in the wine club now. Nice. Or something. So, I mean, hey, they're they're doing everything they can to smart man, smart. You know. That's why the the average liquor store typically just you know takes the business that walks through the door and doesn't ever find a way to try and cultivate more of it. You know and. There's a lot of business to be out there if you're willing to put in the extra work. You know, back when I was a broke boy and I was having to work at that uh, liquor store part time. I mean, I I they had a wine club already kind of in place, but like the stuff that they they would just kind of sell that, like put the things into it that weren't selling. So if they had bought a case of wine that wasn't selling, you know, two months later, it'd be in the wine club and like, you know, people would come and pick up their wines and shit. And I like changed all that because I was like, this isn't like, you know these people sign up to be in this fucking club and then you're just giving them the shit you can't sell. Like, that's not like the way to fucking treat a wine club. But um, anyways, to bring this all back to global supply chain, yeah, it's a fucking nightmare, man. I got to go buy a kayak and I probably shouldn't have waited Dude, so long. Don't. What? Go buy, go get one from, go buy one off Michael. Does he have any, not, I want, does he have any sit on tops? Oh, No. Yeah, I want a fishing kayak, bro. I want gotcha. to be able to stand up there, rod holders, you know, get my fucking my box yeah, all set come up. Trend come trend day. Plus, Season I already have like I already have like four hundred and fifty dollars <coughs> in Cabela's gift cards and shit. So it's gonna cost me oh, like one hundred and fifty bucks. Well, hopefully um, the global kayak supply chain isn't. Well, isn't last year was a disaster. Like you couldn't get one last year. Same thing with fucking fishing rods, dude. I remember, remember my shit got stolen. And I went to go yeah. and I went to go buy and I couldn't fucking buy the fishing rods and reels. I just didn't have any. It's crazy, dude. It it's almost crazy, like bro. it's like make you know, it's like it just it, I wouldn't say it's like a ep, like a not like an epidemic yet, but like it's like a pandemic. Soon, <laughs> but I was gonna say as soon as like, you know, global food food chain all that type of shit starts to get hit that's when that's when it'll i'm actually glad you said that i gotta there's a documentary i gotta watch about about that about like global food supply and uh global warming and uh large-scale agriculture and i've been meaning to watch it for a while and i keep fucking forgetting i don't even remember what it's called um it's something about carbon too um but yeah, dude, global, I mean, <laughs> the global food supply is pretty fucking fragile. No kidding. And then I wonder, like, have actual, like, 
issues come about from that the Suez Canal thing? Like, is shit behind from that too, or is that I don't know? Um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything yet. Um, or is it all just like bullshit? I mean, you know, it's like all the grocery stores are packed. Well, especially well, yeah, and they made they made. So I think they said one of the things that was going to be a problem was like toilet paper again. Not that I've not that I've looked, but I'm going to go to the grocery store today. I'll take a look. I like I don't know, man. That whole thing was fucking fishy. I just jammed in there for five days and it was going to be this all the fucking world was going to collapse. And then I, you know, Ben, maybe maybe there have been negative things that have come from it. And our our attention span is just so short that we don't know. You know, or we're not paying enough attention. Or right, right. Or is it? You know, it just maybe further affects the 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 shit that's already kind of happened. Meaning, like, right. If the, if the bikes, you know, supply is behind and the fishing rod supply is behind, maybe that didn't fucking help it. To you know. Well, I guess part of the problem has been containers, shipping containers. There's a, there's like a supreme, a supreme, a significant yeah, shortage. That's interesting because I, everyone's buying them. Everyone's buying like building those like shipping container homes now. It's interesting mm. to like. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen. I see what, you know what I mean. Like they're they cool like, looking too. They like stack them, like you know, like yeah. like a modular home kind of. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch out here that are like mountain modern that are like fucking yeah. gangster, dude. Like you know, million dollar million dollar shipping container. Homes, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them. I've seen them cruising. You know, social media back that like, and they look. It is pretty cool that people are like using like all these alternative sources to, to like build houses and stuff. And, um, you know, uh, John's, uh, John Riley's older sister, Kelly has, uh, she has like a, a tiny home. That's like one of those modular homes. It's, it's pretty cool, man. It makes you think that, uh, you know, as we run out of land available land, especially with what's going on with the real estate market right now, which is fucking insane it's crazy the, the 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 town over the past year in idaho like it's damn near impossible to buy anything in jackson yeah like, without minimum five mil because you're going right. to be put putting down you know three million on like a fucking one story nothing house and then you right. have to pay for it too you right, know? Right, right but um so over the past like in victor idaho a couple oh, years Victor, ago, I like that. It was very like low key. Yeah. Then it started picking up, picking up, picking yep. up. Within the last nine months, the real estate market over there has like fifty percent flip doubled. Like, meaning if you had something that was worth a hundred grand, it's now worth two hundred grand, like Jeez. without a question. And on top of that, the rent doubled. Dude, the it's so this is kind of like interesting to me. The Jackson Hole Daily, the newspaper, has eleven pages of of real of, estate. No work. Oh, jobs no shit. available jobs. Okay, eleven pages of available jobs. Guess how many available housing ads there ads there are? Like you mean like for rentals and stuff? Yeah, zero. One lat like last whatever on Tuesday there was one place for ten thousand dollars a month. Eleven 
pages. You know, we're talking like, you know, 50 jobs on every page, one place to rent. So the issue in this town is it's a fucking housing crisis for, you know, workers. It's, it's, it's gotten so expensive. So, 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 so expensive. You got these, you know, high dollar people buying up this land. Right. They don't even come here. You know, their house is vacant. They don't want anybody in it. You know what I mean? But it's like, where do the, you know, where does the town, you know, if if these people like going to restaurants, well, it's like, where the fuck do the restaurant workers work? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's nutty, like to a, you know, to a point where they're, they're busing, they have, you know, a bus from Jackson down to Star Valley, which is, you know, it's like an hour away, like to like bus people into town for work. You know what I mean? That's no way to like, that sucks. Like, you know? Yeah. It's, that's brutal. I mean, it, I mean, I guess it, it you know, in, in, in a sense, it's like, okay, well people fucking travel two hours from Long Island to New York city. You know what I mean? But it's there. I guess maybe it's the same, maybe it's the same thing. But at least, you know, the, the option to live closer would, you know. Well, sure. Be- and in New York, I mean, you know, like if, if you're if you're working in, say you're working in Manhattan, like, you know, nowhere is cheap in the in the in the area. But, you know, you can get a place in Harlem or Astoria or Queens like, you know, there's there's enough there's enough, you know, adjacent places that you can live that that you know, are more affordable than like say midtown Manhattan. Um, but it's just, I think it, with Jackson, it's probably just a more a matter of the dynamic of the fact that like, it's not the Island of Manhattan, you know, which has, you know, between all the boroughs, 9 million people, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a smaller community. So the the space is finite. And that's the problem with, with like booming, like city economies is that it, then it spreads out. And like, you know, people have to look for alternative when uh, a couple years ago, three years ago, uh, I went to Nashville for uh, Matt Walansky's uh, bachelor party. Shout out Matt, Matty boy. Uh, and we stayed in, I think it was East Nashville at the time, which was not a good part of Nashville. And, and it was very obvious. I mean, like the house across the street from us was a trap house. I was up on the balcony reading a book one morning and I saw, I lived in the course of an hour, I saw like 11 different cars just pull up, someone run inside real quick and then come back out and bounce. So it's like, it's nice. But we were staying in this beautiful fucking brand new Airbnb that like, apparently this couple from California had bought the land. They'd knocked down the house that was on it. They built this house and they were just renting it out as an Airbnb because Nashville as a town is growing so fast between that and Austin, the two fastest growing um, cities in the country. Like, now these like conventionally poor and downtrodden parts of the cities are being gentrified and the residents pushed even further out from downtown Nashville because people know that they can get those properties for cheap and then put up Airbnbs or rental properties or whatever. And so it just pushes it all out. But then what happens is those people that they're pushing out tend to work like jobs, like you're talking about, like restaurant jobs, hotel jobs, stuff like that. And now that you're pushing them further and further away from work, you're going to have this vacuum that you got to fill of like, Hey, we don't have enough workers and all the workers we would have are pushed out because our city has been growing so fast. Um, 
just as an aside, we couldn't get Uber drivers to come fucking pick us up. <laughs> Seriously, like no joke. We would we would order Ubers, and you know there was probably like nine or ten of us, so we'd have to get two, and they'd cancel on us almost exclusively, or they'd pick us up at the bar and we'd say where we're going. And they're like, are you guys sure you're going there? And we're like, yeah, we're going there. They're like, okay. The one guy picked us up and was on the phone with his wife was like, Oh, Hey honey, it never, never mind. It's just a bunch of group of, uh, it's just a bunch of group of like middle-class guys. No worries. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> like, so anyways, that's probably similar to what you're seeing in Jackson. But the other problem with Jackson is because the median income there is so fucking high. Like the, take what I just talked about with Nashville and like, quadruple it yeah dude <clears throat> plus it's a tax haven here that's why there's so many you know wealthy elite there's something to do with the wyoming um tax laws that oh is that true yeah yeah one of those like delaware type places but for i think for personal rather than business hmm well, that's what I just, the two states I just brought up, Tennessee and Texas, no per, no state income tax. Oh, is Tennessee no, no, uh, I think so. Personal? I thought it was just Wyoming's no personal. Texas is definitely no personal. Man, wouldn't that be nice, huh? Well, it wouldn't matter for you. You don't ever get your tax returns, anyways, but it would be fucking. Oh, nice. that's funny. What day are taxes due? Uh, this year, May 15th. Oh, fuck. Nice. <laughs> so, April 15th, I mean, shit, normally most, April 15th. But. I'm definitely not ever going to get my last year's tax return or my stimulus checks or whatever. So, <laughs> that you know what? Why would I put that to the universe? Yeah, come on, man. They're all coming. They're, They're all probably, coming. They'll, they'll be here Monday. Everybody They're probably knows that. probably in your bank account <laughs> right now. All you got to do is look. No, no, no. <laughs> Cash is trash. Cash is trash, although... I think I might go out and buy some seeds today, honestly. Dude, why did you just say that? Did you see that that thing on talking about um, like seeds are the biggest rev- or gardening is the biggest revolution going? No, I did not. I Wait, said that. You mean I, like seeds to like plant? Yeah. What other fucking seeds would well, I be talking about? I just saw. Sunflower seeds? No, it's like you can go to the store and buy a pepper for 75 cents oh you mean like a singular pepper a singular pepper or you could just buy a pepper and take all the five thousand seeds that are in it out correct and then you can have peppers for life yeah it's a revolution it is a revolution i i mean there is legitimately a thought process that if society breaks down that seeds will be currency because like you will need them to propagate food for forever and oh i got seeds dog Okay, nice. I got heirloom heirloom seeds. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yo, come on. Don't be putting that. Don't be putting that out there. Carrots, potatoes. Stop, stop, stop. Stop. The NFL is going to sue us even faster if they find out you got all these seeds. (laughs) Um, No, I don't know. I just like I'm trying to, you know, listen, my majesty palm is getting gigantic. I've been crushing the house plant game like. I got room. I kind of want to build like a, a windowsill, like planter box and grow some, grow like a little indoor garden. A little atrium? Yeah. Is that no, atrium? no, no. An atrium is like a open roof, like foyer. When you walk in and the yeah, roof so, is open in the so middle of the house. Cut you want me to cut out the <laughs> hole in the middle of my apartment? 
Yeah, dude. I mean, fuck I mean, it. I had a hole in my last apartment. The landlords didn't seem that, to care. Too I guess much. that is the beauty of like you know, dude. If if you're really gonna set up a a sustainable spot, it's like. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the? Um, I know you haven't, but this couple in Alaska, they built a home, yep. right? And then what they did, like four feet around the exterior of the home. They built a greenhouse. Dope. Wait, wait, wait. So, so like all the way around the house? All the way around the That's house. Cool. So then you like stepped out the front door and now you're in that like four foot span of greenhouse. Yeah. So then they have all their fucking planting everything there. You yep. know, like veggies, fruit, or you know, whatever they're making. But then also the greenhouse. Um what 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 is the word I'm looking for? Um, insulates the the home, so then they don't. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. I would really love cool. to have a greenhouse. I think that's a I think that's a prerequisite to whenever I buy. Probably not my first house. Well, probably my second house. When we used to have that store in um, East Windsor, my we had that. My mom had that. Uh, it was called the painted daisy the um the flower shop we had a, yeah. we had a greenhouse there my dad like just whipped up out of fucking it was nothing it was it's fucking super easy and they're gangster i slept in a greenhouse last fucking when when i got <laughs> when i first got to jackson fucking i was i slept in a fucking greenhouse i swear to god i believe you i don't think you're lying about that i mean who would lie about that it was it was freezing in the greenhouse? Well, I, I was like supposed to move into the to the lady's house, but I like couldn't for the weekend. So I just was like, I, I was crashing, and then I I was like, well, fuck this, I'm going in the greenhouse, and I fucking brought my sleeping bag in the greenhouse. And it was great, dude. Yeah, I mean, of all the places, talk about this, oxygen. Yeah, you know? not to mention, yeah, right, yeah, one of the most <laughs> oxygen-rich environments on the planet. Not to mention, it's like. You just stepped out of the dead of the winter into fucking Costa Rica. It's like, okay, this isn't all that bad, you know? I'm sweating. Yeah, I bet, man. I fucking bet. Um, yeah, I want to have a greenhouse. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Um, well, but yeah, dude. I'm about to go skiing. All right, go skiing, man. I, I'm going to go do Saturday errands and, and uh, you know, just uh, look up what our legal recourse is against the NFL. But... Uh, subscribe oh, i'll just tell you this real quick so we were last week at uh, john's birthday party we were playing flip cup and everybody like wrote their names on their solo cups or whatever and i just wrote subscribe rate review on my <laughs> <laughs> abp oh, baby good. always be promoting but anyways yeah. subscribe rate review check out uh the patreon page on our instagram at sunday conversation all one word for now before we sell the ip for about a million dollars uh a letter to the nfl um benny great chat buddy love you love you bro